0: Football on Off The Ball.
1: With Sky. Get all the football you love in one place across Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports.
2: Welcome along to Thursday Night's Football Show. Before we get into the business at hand, we should mention that Roisin Flanagan has finished 14th in that European Championship final for the 5,000 metres at the European Athletics Championships in Munich. The race won by Costanza Klosterhalfen of Germany in a f- fantastic, thrilling finish, beating uh, the Turkish representative Yasmine Chan into silver. Eilish McCoggan of Great Britain was third, taking the bronze, but a 14th place finish for Roshi and Flanagan. She was surrounded by, I think it was six of the seven places ahead of her, ran either personal bests or season's best tonight, a 15-33.72 for Roisin in that 5,000 metre final. Earlier, Andrew Cosgrove performing well, two in the 1,500 metre final. Now, I'm delighted to say we're joined on the line for our regular weekly chat with John Jaws. John, good evening to you.
0: Evening,
2: Richie. John, we've got so many things to get through this evening. I was going through uh, bits and pieces from last weekend and I was wondering where to begin. I guess we should probably start from the big story from the Saturday of last week which was Manchester United's capitulation away to Brentford. As poor as United were against Brighton on the opening week of the season, I don't think many would have seen this coming. I think a lot of people would have thought, all right, they've got a game. Eriton Hag has seen what he's got to deal with and he'll make a couple of tweaks and a couple of people might come in a couple of people might go out and they'll get it right against Brentford. And they managed to get it so spectacularly wrong. I think we were all taken aback and I'm sure you probably were yourself.
0: Well, I couldn't believe it really, Richie. not so bad. I mean, it was bad enough the week before. But as you said, playing against Brentford, a well-organised team, uh, but not one of the top teams in the in the Premiership by any means. Uh, and uh, what was it, 20 minutes, four down, or 25, whatever it was. Uh, it was, I'd say for a, the manager's point of view and the supporters' point of view of Manchester United, it was very, very difficult to watch mm. and accept um, because it was so bad. You know, the goalkeeper made a couple of mistakes, there's no doubt about that, uh, which which wasn't good. Uh from Manchester United's point of view um, but he wasn't the only one it was just no no spirit no go Brentford outplayed him Which, you know this is going from the week before where it was a bad performance and you'd expect him to pick up you'd expect a manager to get a grip with him a bit uh, but it was worse and it's, 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 it's 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 very, very hard to take, I'd say, for Manchester United supporters.
2: It's it's very difficult to know what the approach was as well last Saturday because we went from seeing to everybody's surprise in that opening game against Brighton where Christian Eriksen was deployed as a false nine and I don't think that's a position that he's ever operated in during his career and again if anybody want to text in and wants to tweet or whatever it's night and say that he did it for Ajax here and there or he did it for Spurs on occasion it's certainly not somewhere we're used to seeing him being deployed that's for sure and then he went into a role that he's almost equally as unaccustomed to which is playing as a deep lying midfielder which suggests that for one of your key summer signings you don't really know what to do with them I think it just left a lot of people's a lot of people scratching their heads.
0: Well, that's one element of it, uh, Richard. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but there were so many other things happened that were bad. I mean, the whole spirit of the team defending, not defending, uh, what was Ronaldo up to? Uh, you know, this is this this. Thing has been going on a long time at Manchester United. Mm. Uh, we had the interim manager after four years of S- um who was, in my opinion, never up to the job. The interim manager just, uh, the interim managers just don't work. And uh, then we get a new manager in, and I think the only player that played it was Martinez that he signed during the summer. I would, I thought, when they get a, a new manager in in the summer, there should be at least four or five players. New players, good players, coming into the Manchester United squad—that hasn't happened, you know, uh, at all in in, in, in any way. Mm. Uh, you know, if you look at Notts Forest for example, Notts Forest—the team just come up the second division, They bought about six players. They bought. They
2: bought. They bought ten more than that, John. I think they're under but, sixteen signing in the summer. At 16. Today, yeah, well, yeah.
0: You know, that, that's, that's, that's making sense for a team that's coming up hoping to stay up there. This is Manchester United which are, their, their own supporters are hoping for them to win the league or certainly be up and challenge them for the league. Mm. So, it's a total mess, uh, uh, Richie, there's no doubt about that. And, and where he's going from there, I mean, you saw him after the match, everybody saw him after the match, and he looked like a man, to me, that was shocked. You know, actually shocked at what was going on. He couldn't answer it, and answer any questions. And I don't blame him. But how the how has it got to this stage at Manchester United that you know during the summer when they got the new man, they knew they knew they needed players, new players coming in. They were getting players out of the club, and it comes to to, to, to matches like the weekend. And I think there was only one player in the team that the, the new player that they bought. No, I, I, it's, it's just unbelievable.
2: Yeah, Lissandro Martinez, I think, was that new signing that had come in and mm. was the only one that had really sat Well, Christian Eriksson obviously was there too and then and then, uh, Teron Malassio is on the bench. Mm. as another new signing from Feyenoord. They've been linked with a whole plethora of players. We saw the yeah. the pantomime that went on with the links to Arnautovic, the protests against signing him essentially from from people online. That was a contributing factor to them not pursuing that particular signing. They've they've been linked with several players in the past couple of days. Um, Casemiro from from Real Madrid, the midfielder, is the latest name to be linked to to Manchester United today. But this scattergun approach just speaks to a lack of organisation from the top down at the club. And not, and this from the top down, I mean, above the manager's head, there doesn't seem to be a case of the right hand knowing what the left hand is doing there in any sense. No,
0: no. The manager has to lead. But but we have the problem, too, or he has the problem uh, that he hasn't done very well on, which is the Ronaldo problem. You know, Ronaldo, a a few weeks ago in one of the friendly matches, was was, uh, taken off uh, and disappeared out of the dressing room before the team came in. Mm -hmm. And next thing is, but then he's he's back in the team. Well, you can't have, you can't run a club like that. You're talking about morale, and what's morale? It's the people getting together for the benefit of the team, playing for the benefit of the team, giving everything for the team. Well, that can't be the case. I mean, the players are there, experienced players, looking at the situation and thinking, well, how does Ronaldo get away with that? You know, it, 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 it's, 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 absolut- very, it's dreadful. I, 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 can't, I can't get words to describe it. Uh, Manchester United, you know, one of the best clubs in the world. And they're in the situation now, after two matches in the Premiership, not against the best teams even, uh, with zero points. Hmm. And we don't know what's going to happen. Where are the players that are lined up? Has, has he been given the authority to sign the players that he wants? Have they backed him up? Have the, have the, the, the management backed him up in getting the players that he wants in? Um, you know, it, 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 they know for a while that he's going to be the manager. And you would have imagined that they did get the players in, no matter what it took for, after the, 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 for the start of the season. And it's not happened. And then you see what we see, which is, you know, two two dreadful displays, no spirit, no go, no team spirit. The manager looks in, in a shock condition. Uh, you know, this is not Manchester United but by a long way.
2: I, I saw quotes in the paper there. Um, you, you'd, you'd remember more than me, obviously. Um, Willie Morgan was the Manchester United captain when they were relegated in 1974, mm. and he came out and claimed. And I'm sure this, this is coming from a, a place of anger more than that, and else as well, and frustration at the current situation. But he's saying that the the way the current crop of players are performing are certainly worse and showing even worse spirit than was shown in 74. And I don't think under under Tommy Doherty or whatever back then that there would have been a lack of spirit. It was just that, I don't know, there was a, a certain X factor missing and, and there was, you know, they'd gone through turmoil post-Buzzby leaving and all that kind of stuff. But they certainly seem to be lapsing. it. Like, we're talking about them playing Brighton and Brentford in the first two yeah. yeah, games of the season. It's not as if they've gone and, and been hammered by Man City and Liverpool. Like, they've... These are games that look like when you know the the, the computer fixture or the fixture computer, pardon me, uh, works as magic in the summer. You look at your opening fixtures and the, and people who kind of do these things say, well, well, there's you know three four winnable games there for you in the first five, and they've made a hames of both of them. So you kind of question where they are going to go next year.
0: Yeah, well, that, that does happen before because you never know. Yeah, everybody can say they should win this and should should win that, uh, and you can get some some very very. Uh, some some games that go against you and a bit of bad luck, mm. you know. But the two matches that we're, we're talking about, not bad luck, just bad displays where they deserve to be beaten by both teams in, in the weekend. And it, it's the whole mess. The Ronaldo situation. Ronaldo wants to go. They won't let him go. Uh, he gets in the team. He gets out of the team. Uh, so, and it's just a lack of spirit. Endeavour, whatever you want to call it, players having a go. But that's like we're four 0 down after a half hour at the weekend. You know, against a team that played well, in Brentford and Brent well. But Brentford not going to be one of the top teams in the league by any means.
2: But they'll always be well organised. a degree.
0: Well organised, yeah. good spirit, good yeah. morale. That's a, that's that's because the manager's done the job. He's been there a few years now. He's done a really good job, and that's what. But if what is morale? Morale is, is 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 a sense of everybody being happy in the club. They're going out to play for the team. They're going out to play for each other. Going out there to have a go, whatever way you want to describe it. That's what you do. And being well organised. Mm. And, and then you got Manchester United. Anything, all the things that I've said there, they didn't do. They didn't have a go. They weren't well organised. The begin-
2: down. Yeah, at the beginning of that capitulation of course John was that flub and that uh, real howler by David De Gea in goal to essentially let the ball slip through his hands and, and into the net his confidence appears to be shot from a position whereby he's, he was clearly positioned as the number one goalkeeper at United head and shoulders mm-hmm. above Dean Henderson last year to the point that Henderson I think only got like three cup appearances mm-hmm. and everything else was, was De Gea but they now have uh, Eric Ten Hag in charge who of course coming from the Ajax school wants to play out from the back and wants his keepers to be able to do that as well and um, we now have a situation where it looks like De Gea particularly as we saw for that second goal doesn't appear capable of doing that and there's no questions over whether he should continue on in goal and they're now being linked to goalkeepers which is the the scare around all of this now but it, I, I don't know if you've ever seen a keeper like that just take a complete nosedive
0: in confidence no, It's it's it, well it's it's a second match uh, and I don't think he should be asked to play out from back. I don't think goalkeepers should expect to be good on the on on the ball. Uh, to be honest, Richie, and it was a bad it was a bad pass anyway to to it should, it should never have be been passed to him in that particular uh, situation. Mm. But where was the fight back, Richie? You know, this happened. Those two goals happened very early on in the match. So if you if you're in the right team, obviously you take it and say okay we'll, we, we'll have a goal from from now on in but you don't you don't stop or start to play like Manchester United played after what what, what, what was those two goals that he gave away for in the first what 15 minutes There
2: was, there was, a, there was a, a span of about 25 minutes 22-25 minutes somewhere in that kind of region from about the 12th minute of uh, getting this right to the 35th yeah. and that, that's when that's when it all went Yeah but Irish they, they were
0: dominating the game in between those no, the no. second goal you know what I mean, and then you go yeah, okay. So you, 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 the goalkeeper's at fault. There's no doubt for the two goals, no doubt about that. But where's the fight back? You know, it, 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 it just didn't happen, and that's that's on the back of the display the previous week, where De Hay didn't make mistakes. You know, and the goal and and and, and the manager being interviewed afterwards. I, I don't think he knows where he is. To be honest, I you know he just looked in shock. Uh, and whether that's going to improve or not we don't, we don't know but uh, it's 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 a very very worrying situation for the position that Manchester United in after only two matches played in the season and not against what's considered to be the top teams
2: Yeah and they've only got the one goal of course between those two games as well which is a worry that I don't think has been kind of brushed over a little bit it's not as if they're scoring they're also just conceding for fun at the minute particularly from set pieces as well and Brentford were certainly able to exploit that Lissandro Martinez as you mentioned there one of their big signings from uh, Ajax during the summer one of the few that probably Ten Hag has had agency over uh, this summer but a lot has been made obviously about his height and we've seen good centre-halves who aren't six foot before the likes of like Fabio Cannavaro has has obviously made a, a hell of a career for himself made a hell of a career for himself uh, by being under six foot and still being a good centre half, but Brentford seemed capable of exploiting Lisandro Martinez's lack of height last week, and just sticking someone like Ben Mee who's like six foot six four, six, foot, six, foot, six, foot, six foot, five, on top of him. You know you're going to get change out of him.
0: Well, the the, the way the way the, the, the players are so skillful now, and and, and, and uh, getting the ball into the right position, uh, it, 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 it's 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 de- it's. I think you could have a player of that size in that position. As long as you've got other players for the, the dead ball situations t- to be able to handle it, Richie. Yeah, and and he was expected to do that, and he was all over the place for the goal. You know, so it's a uh, uh, it's not the ideal situation. Of I think it was the only new player in the team. Well, apart from, apart from uh, Ericsson, yeah, Ericsson, uh, You know, in the team to, to to be able to take charge of it, but and that was a bad mistake, obviously. But it was the, it was the whole situation with Manchester United from the start of the match to the finish it was it was like they weren't trying a leg yeah that's the way it was and and, and the manager looking at them there's no what the hell is going on nobody knows what's going on but the, the, and, and and the manager has had a few weeks to get players in uh, in in situations that he wants to get them in and there's not there's nothing happening uh
2: Richie. They're kind of linked here and there with players, and it seems a bit scattered. Going, I'm just wondering, John. Like, what can you do in a situation like this to kind of stem the bleeding?
0: Well, it's very, very difficult, uh, Richie. But what, what you, what I think, what you got to do, do you got to sort out the Ronaldo situation straight away. You have to do that. I mean, he's a huge personality, been a great player for years, and you're in a situation where. He's left in a match to disappears. Doesn't turn up for training. The early part of the season is in the team, out of the team. Uh, you can't have that situation. You know, a team is a team where they all pull together. And Ronaldo has stated from a while back he definitely wants to go. I think his agent has a deal, has some deal lined up, and he wants to go. Well, if a player wants to go, Richie, get rid. He has to go. Yeah. I mean, it's bad enough in a team, having everybody pulling together. And that's what you need, and that's where you get the team spirit. But if one of the outstanding players, one of the outstanding players in football, is saying, I want to go, how can you have a team pulling together if you're doing that? Where's the team spirit? What is the team spirit if everybody's not pulling together?
2: Would you have made Anton of those scenes afterwards? And some people kind of decided to highlight it. I don't know if I give it that much credence, but the scenes of Ronaldo essentially... Either whatever way you want to read it, either he blanked Ten Hag or Ten Hag blanked him as they were walking off the pitch. I don't know if that's something that that you picked up on at the time. Well,
0: it, 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 I don't think it's been right the relationship since the new managers come in. Yeah, you know, it just it's just not right. I mean, he he did he, he was late turning up for training because he was supposed to have a family uh, situation, right? Then he's he's left out in the match and, and he's subbed and he, and he disappears before the team come in, now, that's enough to tell you, well, I can't put up with this guy. Yeah. And, he's, and he's, he's, don't forget, he said from the start of the season, he wants to go. Well, if a personality like Ronaldo and a top player like that wants to go, then he has to go. Get him out. Get him out of the place. Instead of trying to hang on and saying, you're not going and I want you to play. doesn't happen, Richie. And all the players are in the same dressing room as him. Yeah knowing that he wants to go. How do you expect to have a team spirit and the team is up, everybody's going to pull together? Because they'll be judging the players. The other players will be judging the manager in that situation. They'll be saying, what's the manager doing? Where doesn't he get him out? We've got a
2: couple of weeks until the transfer window closes, obviously maybe even a bit, little bit less than that. What kind of players should United be targeting? Because they clearly are active in the transfer market. They haven't secured anyone as of yet amongst these latest, you know, trench negotiations, etc. What kind of player do you think, judging on these first two performances, do they need to at least kind of plug a couple of gaps there?
0: Well, I don't know any names, uh, Richard. But but what even the type for. of player, Yeah, yeah. Well, you're looking for first of all, you're looking for players who want to come to the club, who want to play for Manchester United, who want to play for the manager. Right. That's that's the start. That's your starting point. So when they go out in the field, they're doing the best they possibly can, and you get then you get the team spirit going. Right. Obviously, you're looking for as, 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 as good players as you can get in any position. But Manchester United should be in a, in a situation where, and I think the manager should be in a situation, that he knows exactly who he wants. And then, then he's got to be backed by the Manchester United board or whoever's in charge of giving the money to do it. We, we don't know what the situation is there. We don't know whether he has the authority to get the players in he wants or not. At the moment, it doesn't look like it because he has hardly got any players in at the moment, Richie. And he would have a list or should have a list of players as a manager in that situation, of players that he wants, that he knows these are good players. I want them. I really want to get them now. So we don't know. We don't know what the situation is there. But the fact what we do know is he hadn't got the players in. He just hasn't had the players in. He's had Martinez, the, the, the centre back, as you say, maybe one or two other lads who are not in the team. You've got Ronaldo, who doesn't want to be there in the team. So it's a mess. Yeah. That that has to be sorted out. Well, but I think the Ronaldo situation is 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 a must and has been there in front of him before he came into the club.
2: Yeah, it's probably that he doesn't have authority to deal with it's, um, We'll get on to their next opponents. Uh, a little bit later on, but the football show is brought to you by Sky. Get all the football you love in one place across Sky Sports, BT Sport, and Premier Sport. John, I want to touch on this uh, major. We we talked about you know kerfuffles and all that on the sideline uh, with Ronaldo and Ten Hag, or, or, or you know, one ignoring the other. Uh, we got quite the opposite on Sunday between Antonio Conte and Thomas Tuchel. They obviously had words after the Spurs equaliser those words became a pretty fraught handshake and some uh, more heated words at the full-time whistle resulting in both of them picking up red cards off the referee. Uh, what did you make of this first major confrontation of the Premier League season between Tuchel and Conte?
0: I didn't like it, Nathan. I've heard somebody say it was great entertainment. I didn't find it great entertainment. I thought it was very, very bad for the game. Uh, and I thought uh, uh, Tuchel was more to blame than Conte, yeah, especially at the end when they were shaking hands and he wouldn't let his hand go, and I think he was actually saying, "Look in my eyes when I'm when I'm shaking your hand." For heaven's sake, because why, why does anybody have to look in his eyes and he just and he won't let go of his hand? And uh, obviously the the, the, the the VAR results went went against him, and he's not unlike most other managers when that happens. VAR is the worst thing in the world when it goes for you. There's no problem with it whatsoever. Uh, but I didn't think it was good. I mean, he was chasing up the line at one stage. I know he's, 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 he's... I've been a fan of his. I must say, I think he's done a really good job. I think Chelsea were unlucky to lose the game. I think Spurs stuck at it and stuck at it. And it. I think a few months ago, they would have been beaten 5-6-0 or six nil, uh, before Conte came into, into Spurs. And he's given them a bit of heart and a bit of go. Now, he is a real manager... And I think Tuchel has done a good job so far in a very difficult situation. And but I didn't like the I didn't like the attitude and what happened between the two managers at the
2: weekend. There was also the uh, blaming of, of, of referee uh, Anthony Taylor as well, saying afterwards Thomas Tuchel. Singling him out, basically saying that we've had him before, and, and you know there's been decisions that he's made that have gone against us, and we we've spoken to the players and they have an issue with him as well. You're dealing in very dicey territory there because you're talking about a you know you're talking about a man, and you're talking about a human being at the end of the day, and you're making kind of you know everybody wants to believe in conspiracy theories these days, and everybody wants to read something that confirms their own biases, but it's very hard to. You know, if you actually analyse these things and you have a bit of common sense about you, it's hard to believe that referees are out there in the Premier League with, you know, ingrained biases against teams. And that, you know, he's going out into a Chelsea yeah. game and going, oh, I'm going to do these in now today, waiting to see what I get done against these. Yeah. Like, that's ludicrous stuff. And to be pointing a finger in that manner so strongly is a very, very dangerous game for a manager to be playing.
0: Yeah, well, it, 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 it's a very em- emotional game, that, uh, as we know, Richie, you know. <laughs> When, when when you lose or draw like when they were were in front and VAR went against them and you see it every, well nearly every week when the VAR goes against the manager it's the worst thing in the world when it goes their way, they never say a dicky body they never say well it, it, we did well by that uh, thanks to VAR yeah. you know, you know I mean? no, yeah they, they just don't and what I think what's happened as well which is a separate, separate issue I think the managers in the, the little dugouts that they have we call, used to call them dugouts are too close to each other,
1: Richie. Yeah,
0: this is a very emotional game where everybody's in, you know, hot, hot and bothered. The, 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 those, the, the, they should be separated, with both managers halfway up the pitch from the the the, 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 to the Sorry, from the touchline to the end of the pitch. The dugouts should be way, way away from each other. Because it can shout at you, you can shout what you're shouting. It, it causes rows. It causes all sorts of things. And I think that's one of the, the incidents up there. One of them was near the, the other. They're too near each other yeah. generally. But I, I think I think uh, situation because he was the one that came out badly with fire, and he was really, really ahead, head head I think he's a yeah, bit. Yeah. I think he's a bit emotional anyway. And so was Conte. I mean, Conte wasn't one that wasn't innocent. But I thought to- Tootles' 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 behaviour. Was was exceptionally bad, and I think that the 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 the, the behaviour of both of them was bad for the game. I don't think it was good entertainment. I thought it was bad entertainment. But I think the best thing they can do is move the dugouts one on the halfway the up to one yeah. side and halfway up the pitch on on the other side.
2: Well, you see the one thing I'm thinking about here John is that this never happened uh, back when you were a manager or you you know you were a player because I'm thinking of the dugouts they had in grounds back then which were like as you mentioned there they were dug out of the ground you were looking at like your eye level with the players feet and you had a slab of cement directly above you so there was no chance of you hopping up in a in a head up kind of manner you'd end up with a big
0: bruise on the top of your noggin yeah well first of all first of all Richie in, in the early days they used to be on the opposite side of the pitches
2: Okay. I never yeah. realized that. Yeah,
0: yeah, they went they weren't beside each other, so they could shout and ball and that, and that's what managers do and coaches do on that. Of course, they shout and they ball and that. But if you're if you're next to the guy, you know, we've seen quite a few rows in in, in because you, sh- you should be allowed to shout and what do whatever you want without being beside the opposition. Yeah. You know, th- this is a very sort of emotional game where everybody gets very head up. You know, for free kicks, throw ins, penalties, everybody's really head up. And it doesn't take much for, for for a row to come out. We see quite a bit of it now. Uh, so they should be as far away from each other on, on that side of the pitch as you possibly can get them. So they don't hear, hear what each other is saying, and then they can get on with the game. But I, I didn't think it was good for the game. No, I've seen a lot in the papers so that it was great entertainment. I didn't think so. Yeah. And, and especially with, with, with Tuchel holding his hand at the end of it because he wasn't looking any size. For goodness sake, you know? You want to grow
2: up yeah nonsense stuff Um, you mentioned Spurs there um, yeah. I'm interested to get your take on them a lot of people had them they did really really canny business I think you probably call it in the transfer market this summer Um, Antonio Conte did the same in January brought in players that he knew mm-hmm. brought in players he knew could do a job uh, Kulisowski has turned out to be a revelation Um, Christian Romero who I know was there beforehand has got an injury but he's been great in defence and they just really chipped away performed well looked like they could possibly make that break to be a contender for a league title you said there that in years gone they would have capitulated there and would have gotten beaten by four or five Yeah. but there is a steal there now about Spurs that I don't yeah, think yeah. has really been customary to Spurs sides of the past Now
0: he's, he's a real manager Conte is a real manager he's he looked at the, the things he's done at other clubs he's got into Spurs where they they were, they were in terrible situation uh, the managers weren't in charge of it. Uh, Levy was in charge of the situation. He wouldn't have that nonsense. And look at the players he's brought in. He hasn't he hasn't spent a fortune, is he? but he knows good players. are in. He's a manager, you know. He's got a spirit going there. And I think if if if, if Chelsea played so well, if he hadn't been at Spurs and, and and they were in their old ways, I think Chelsea would have won about five nil, five or six nil. Yeah in that match where they didn't Chelsea were very good but they hung in there there was a spirit about them you can see it in sports that's what a good manager brings
2: Strikes me you you made the point before that Conte would have been an ideal candidate to win at United when they possibly oh, definitely.
0: had that yeah. Definitely and then it came out from Manchester United they didn't want him because of the players that Manchester United had didn't suit him or they didn't you know he didn't suit them you know this is this is Backwards, but you put him in, and he sorts out the players he has there. And if they're good, he'll get he make a team of them. Yeah, that's that's what that's what Conte does. That's, that's that's been his career. So when he went to Spurs, Spurs, he insisted, "I'm in charge of the commons and goings here." He, he hasn't spent a fortune. You know, he's brought good players in. But if you look at the spirit that they had against Spurs when they were up against it, they didn't pack it in. They stuck at it, stuck at it, stuck at it, and got the 2-2 draw in the end. You know, I thought, I thought Chelsea were a better team. Yeah. But, but Spurs stuck in, and they got there, got Richie. That's what good managers do. You know, they make the best of what the players they have got, and, they, and they get, when they get a player in, they get a good player in. If you look at Manchester United over the last four years, the amount of money they've spent, and it wasn't, definitely Solskjaer wasn't in charge of that situation. And we've got to wait now to see if this new manager is going to be in charge of the situation. You know, it could be there that whoever's at the club there, for some reason, doesn't want Ronaldo to go. Yeah. You know what I mean, Richie? They'd be saying, oh, no, 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 you can't get rid of him. We don't want him to go. And, and that's, that's been the, the, the problem at Manchester United for the last five years, in my opinion. They have another manager in there that's in charge of the situation, like Conte is at Spurs. And Klopp is at Liverpool. And Guardiola at Manchester City.
2: It's it's fierce early days, obviously. We've only had two games of the season. I don't want to be making any snap judgments, and don't want to be asking the same of you. But Spurs look like a team that could actually, you know, bridge that gap between that chasing pack and Liverpool, Man City.
0: I don't think so. Okay. I don't think Spurs are good enough. To, it, it, I don't think they're as good as City and Liverpool are at the moment. I don't think they're as good as Chelsea are at the moment. But they'll they, they, fight their way. Uh, the mean they got into top four last year, Richie. They did, you know, and and that was without spending. He spent a few bob and more, few more bob in the summer. So he's doing a good job. If you look where sports are now, to where they were before he came in, he's done the job. He's done the job, and he and, he, and he'll get better and better. In my opinion, I think Tuchel has done a big job. All and as I mentioned, now uh, is a new manager at Manchester United going to be given? the tools to do the job? Has he got the authority to do it? We don't know. At the moment... It doesn't look good. It's the
2: $64,000 question, I guess. And speaking of of, of money, uh, just reading there as well, Ajax have rejected a bid of €80 million tonight from Manchester United. From Anthony, that's a report from David Ornstein in The Athletic. John, I'll keep you on the line. Hold where you are for a minute because I want to talk Liverpool. They had an interest in outing. They've had two interesting outings, I guess. Two draws against London sides to start off the Premier League season and a spate of injuries with, with which to deal as well. More from John Giles after these football on off the ball
1: with Sky get all the football you love in one place across Sky Sports BT Sport and Premier Sports
2: Welcome back. It's the football show on this Thursday night of course we know earlier on Shamrock Rovers beaten 4-0 away to Ferencvaros in the playoff round of the Europa League the second leg to come at Tallis Stadium next week and West Ham in the Conference League playoffs tonight they have beaten Viborg of Denmark by three goals to one at the London Stadium a first goal for their big summer signing from Sassuolo Gianluca Scamica on 23 minutes Jarrod Bowen doubled their lead just after the hour mark, and then Mikel Antonio on as a sub made it 3-1 with 12 minutes to go but from an Irish perspective great news for Conor Coventry he replaced Declan Rice in the starting 11 tonight and played the full well not played the full but played 85 minutes for the Hammers before being replaced by Flynn Downs with five minutes to go a great uh, chance for the Republic of Ireland under 21 midfielder to impress his manager David Moyes especially with a gap to fill uh, with the side parting and all of Mark Noble gone in the pre-season due to retirement so Conor Coventry stepping into his boots tonight um, by all accounts as well just seeing some of the rave reviews that are coming in for him tonight too uh, performing rather well against the Danes of Viborg John Giles is on the line John uh, as we mentioned it's been a pretty sticky start for Liverpool so far this season I think everybody kind of said okay fair enough Fulham actually were really on it in that first game of the season and then they kind of did again become unstuck against Crystal Palace this past Monday. What have you made of Liverpool so far? And I know we had the sending off of Darwin Nunez as well to contend with on Monday. What have you made of Liverpool's start to the season so far?
0: Well, it's, it's the results have been disappointing for them, obviously. Uh, I thought Fulham were very, very good against them. Really gave them a good, a good hard match. Uh, and uh, so did Crystal Palace. You know, Crystal Palace were well organised. Uh, Patrick Fair has done a good, uh, good a job. Good job there. They went ahead. Saha scored a good goal. He's playing centre forward, which I think is his best position. Uh, and you know, as we know, the, the um, Nunes is it yeah. Nunes? Yeah. got sent off, Richie. I don't. I don't think he'll do that again because I think Klopp won't stand for that nonsense. No, he, he just won't. I mean, Klopp has a, has a hold on all those players, and they're they're they're, they're generally speaking they're they're um, They've been very, very good. They're not uh, a team that
2: gets red cards usually. That's the one thing that struck me and it was kind of the unusual aspect of all this is that they're not, like disciplinary-wise, they're Klopp, usually fairly sound.
0: Very good. Yeah. I mean, Klopp's record uh, with Liverpool uh, for players player's been sent has been excellent. I don't think he stand for any nonsense like that. Uh, I don't think that'll happen again as far as he's concerned. Uh, so his, his, his discipline has been really, really top-notch. Um, but they haven't... They haven't hit hit the the, the 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 real game yet, you know. I think the, like in midfield with the, the Fabinho, I didn't think Fabinho played well. I don't, I don't like him as it, and don't rate him that much. Milner, Henderson. I think Diago Tiago is the best of them to get a grip of the ball in the middle of the field in certain matches. Yeah, uh, and he was injured as we as as as, as we know. Uh, but I, I think it's—I think it wasn't an easy start for for Liverpool. They can play better, but I, I, I think it's madness on the papers to be—I've seen a few of them writing them off.
2: Richie. Yeah, there's been people Manchester kind of saying. With Manchester City getting yeah. a good
0: start, you know, I think it, that's absolute nonsense.
2: City have looked good so far, but there have been these like—I uh, guess it's—I guess it's a dint of how many points Liverpool did manage to accrue over the last five, six seasons. Like you're talking about. Getting ninety plus points became almost "quote unquote" normal for a team like that, and to see them dropping four in their first two games, people yeah. are kind of ringing alarm bells. But you kind of feel it'd be too—it's too soon to be writing. Oh, too, Particularly, like, look at the title soon. race we got last year, and, and and people are writing them off. I
0: guess. Yeah, well, look—it was it last year at Christmas time they were about sixteen points behind, and the rest, yeah, and the rest, and it went on. Don't forget that going to the last match of the season, Liverpool were winning it with about. Fifteen minutes to go. Yeah. You know, at that stage, city with city were down, and they were they were they were getting in front. So it's it's too it's much too early for some of the the, the papers that I've seen that uh, they've a lot to do. Obviously, they've a lot to do anyway with with Manchester City. But the time was I didn't see the Manchester City match last week. I know they won won well, and uh, the main man didn't score. Yeah, uh, you know. But the, the previous match, the West Ham match, when they won uh, two, uh, which I didn't think they played well. I might have said this on your programme last I week. you did, yeah, yeah. You know, like they had, they, they, they had whatever, was, six, six eight hundred, or 680 passes. Uh, passes. But yeah. the ball was going out to Grealish, and instead of taking the full-back on, or vice versa, it was coming back, back into their own half. You know, that's not, that's not good play. I know it's possession, but, it, but it's not good play. But they did get, what was it? Four goals at the weekend.
2: So it shows they're not entirely reliant on Haaland either. though.
0: That's a biggie as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, 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 I think it's far too early to say uh, that Liverpool are out of it and Man City are going to win it. There's a long, long way to go, Richie. And I think Liverpool will definitely come back. They've done it before. They have the players... Uh, and I think there, there, there will be will be no easy run. I don't think for Manchester City by any means.
2: Yeah, injuries haven't been kind to Liverpool so far this season. They were down no. to bare bones in defence. I know. Um Ibrahim Kanade has been out they had uh, injury worries over Joel Matip as well I think they're looking to get him back fit for the, the trip to Old Trafford like that's, that's the big one now there's such a big question mark over this game on Monday night Manchester United playing host to Liverpool United have been utterly dire so far this season but again we said it last year and we were made mugs off then in the studio because you kind of figure well if there's any game United can raise their game for it's against Liverpool and then Liverpool end up embarrassing them but this yeah. year we kind of have that question mark whereas Liverpool haven't hit their stride just yet so No
0: but we know they can Richie yeah. you know like like Liverpool don't have a problem, problem as such I mean they've had two results that could have been better but they don't have the problems that Manchester United have yeah. I mean I, I, I you know Liverpool will definitely Get better as the season goes on, and they might start at Old Trafford next week. But what you do know is that all the players that go out for Liverpool are going to have a go. They're going to have a go, Richie. They mightn't play as well sometimes as they can. Can't do. I don't think they've played as well this season yet. Only two matches mm. that they can. But there's nothing wrong with their attitude.
2: And you'd, co- you'd kind of question, kinda, yeah, and you kind of Their attitude is always, I think, always the, the one thing that's always about, you know, eight, eight nine out of ten. But you, the other side of that is, you'd kind of question where Manchester United can actually cause some problems too.
0: Yeah, they, well, well, one thing we do know that Liverpool will do their best and they'll be well organised. Mm. We don't know what Manchester United's going to do, but what my experience in football, it's very, very difficult to switch it on.
1: Yeah.
0: you know what I mean. Like football is week in, week out. You do it every week, every match, and you know, you know exactly what everybody else is doing and how the team is, like Liverpool have done, and Manchester City, and, and, and to a certain extent, but now, now, now Spurs have come into it. We just don't know what's going to happen to Manchester United. But I don't think there's any magic, magic potions that you can get into the dressing room to make them the team that you, they should be. On, on against Liverpool on, on next week. Yeah, it's going to take a lot of work for sure. For sure. Yeah. Are you
2: surprised Liverpool actually haven't strengthened the midfield in the summer? Because, like you mentioned, uh, James Milner is uh, now in his mid thirties. Obviously enough, I think he's past. He's thirty six now. This stage thirty seven. Mm. Uh, Jordan Henderson's obviously getting up in age as well. Um, and Thiago is so injury prone now. It seems it's really difficult to get a run of six, seven games unbroken from him. He um, surprised Klopp didn't, you know, have a bit of a dabble and, and decide to put some fresh legs into midfield this summer.
0: I wouldn't have been surprised if he did. Yeah, you know, I think the 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 way they've played over the the energy that they've done. I mean, they've been absolutely brilliant uh, Liverpool, but they, they they don't they haven't had a Graham Souness for years. You know, I'm going Graham because Graham was one of the great midfield players that could actually control the game. You know, they've been very, very good at the back and very, very good at the front, and they've had good players in midfield, but not outstanding player that can get a real grip of the game, uh, Richie. Sure. You know, I think Thi- uh, Thiago is is, is is probably the best, which I said early on, but he's been injured and and he's not he's not a Suness either. I think they 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 they, they could do with somebody. A general in midfield, Liverpool, with all the other players that they have, but but certainly I wouldn't write them off by any means. You know, I think uh, I think I tipped them uh, early on before the season started to go against Manchester City because I thought Manchester City were dependent too much on a couple of players and they weren't doing it as well as they should. So I wouldn't I wouldn't r- 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 ride back from that either. Okay, I think the season is very 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 early. I think Liverpool will come good and get better as the season goes on.
2: I, w- I want to touch on uh, the other game that, that was on TV last week and I know you saw this one as well and you touched on Forrest uh, earlier on. They had eight new signings in that game against West Ham on mm. Sunday last and so no, I was on commentary for it here in Newstalk and like I don't know about you I was really impressed by Forrest and for a team that had eight new signings in their starting eleven, and they've had another God, I think it's five <laughs> since then. Mm. I've come into the side. Uh, I've come into the squad. At least they've been bought since since Saturday night. Um, they looked really good. They looked and the, the, the atmosphere at the City Ground absolutely hopping from first minute to last. Yeah. It didn't look like they were overawed by the occasion at all against a team that got deep into into the Europa League territory last season. Forrest looked like they could actually you know take points off a few sides this season.
0: Well, he, obviously the manager's been backed, coming Steve Cooper. Yeah, like, he, re- he looks a re- he's done a really top class job at Forrest but what you find with him there's no doubt the owners or the, bi- the board are there have backed him to get those players in Richie you know they believe in him and, and he's done the job and he's got a good spirit going they play very well it's early days yeah but that I think that's obviously that's the way to do it from Notts Forest point of view mm. you know I think Fulham have come up I don't think they bought anybody and who's the other team that came up Bournemouth uh,
2: came uh, up last season as well they've been kind of more uh, cautious I guess probably is the word you yeah. use in terms of the market yeah
0: well, they're not doing what Forrest did, and they haven't. They haven't got loads of players in, and that's and that's the way to do it. Obviously, if you can afford to do it. But this manager has done a really, really good job, and they they did look very. I thought they were. I watched most of the match there, uh, uh, yeah, Richie, and they were very good. They were very impressive. I thought they beat West Ham well uh, on 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 the night, and I thought West Ham actually in the two matches I've seen them look a little bit tired. They look a little bit tired to me against uh, City in the first match and that match the other day. But uh, Forrest really, really came good. And 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 obviously going the
2: right way. Yeah, there's a few rough edges. Obviously, they need to to, to get like when he who was playing up front for them, um, was offside more than uh, any striker I've seen in the last while. But obviously, he got the goal, and a bit of a fluke it was as well. Yeah. good players in midfield. Lewis O'Brien, I was very impressed with and Dean Henderson, I guess as well. He was on loan from Manchester United. We shouldn't uh, discount him. But you mentioned there, like West Ham, they obviously like they won tonight. Like they, they beat Viborg three yeah. one. That that is what it is. But I got that as well. That they looked. There's, there's still a bit of a hangover from last season and there's somebody else who hasn't really bought many players in no. during the course, of the course of the summer when it looked like they, like that was the one thing they needed to do and David Moyes I guess is this manager who likes to operate with a small neat squad he doesn't want too many hangers on he likes to know who he's dealing with and that's fine but as we saw last season when you're playing 50-60 games like your players get wrecked if you've got a squad yeah. of 18 or if you're only using essentially 15-16 yeah. of them
0: Yeah I, I I think he'd like more. Yeah, I think he'd like more players in uh, uh, Richie. I, I think I don't think he's. I don't think the, 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 they've been very, very kind to him in the transfer market. And he's done extremely well with the players that he's got in. But as you say, they could do it. Maybe two really, really good signings in the summer to just to get them, give them another G up. Yeah. You know, that's what happens with players like that. But I, di- I didn't see the match. Uh, Um, Tonight. Sorry, tonight. I saw most of the Forest match. I saw the Liverpool match, and they didn't have the same goal in them. Yeah that I saw last year. Yeah,
2: Declan Rice looked tired for sure on Sunday and that penalty, I think, kind of was evidence of that. And and he was rested tonight then against Viborg. Connor Coventry, uh, the yeah. Ireland under-21 lad, uh, came in and played very, very well uh, by all accounts. Before we let you go, John, as well, we have to touch on Leeds because... Oh, yeah. Uh, like, it's not been a bad start to the season. I don't think many people would have expected them to be Wolves on the opening day. Um, mm-hmm. There have been kind of you know warnings about what Jesse Marsh may or may not do this season. Uh, but to, uh, I guess, throw away a winning position against Southampton is something that isn't great, uh, but it's no. recoverable, I guess.
0: Well, I, I think I, I I think they'll concede a lot of goals. Right. That's what I, I find. So they need now, are they going to be scoring enough to do what needs to be done? I mean, the goals against uh, Southampton last night were very poor. Very poor. And I think there's still a, a, a bit of Bielsa in them that they're all go when they're going forward, Richie.
2: They have to be and, deprogrammed and a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think that they're going to be, they're going to have to score a lot of more goals than other teams. I think they'll concede quite a few goals. Yeah. but they made a reasonable start. There's no doubt about that.
2: Another injury as well to Patrick Bamford too, which isn't ideal.
0: No, well, he's the main goalscorer. He has been, and he was out with all last season. Yeah. Uh, they missed him badly, uh, and it looks like he's going to be out for a while again. So, um, you know, I, I think they'll have matches where um, spe- spells and matches where they'll be really good, Richie and and from nothing like they did against Southampton lose a goal or two Yeah. but they'd be on the go they'd be go, go, go all the time
2: Well, so listen four points from six I don't think is a bad start to no, the it's season it's a good
0: start for them Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah Good platform a good on, on which to build John, listen yeah. uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to take up an hour of your time tonight thank you so much uh, for, for taking the call anyway and we'll talk to you tomorrow or yeah. not tomorrow okay. next week, next Thursday uh, same bad time same bad challenge John, thanks so much